0: Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. You all undoubtedly have songs that are precious in your very core, songs that evoke your heart's journey, and that's what Susan Marie Galleon's music is to me. Back 43 years ago, her music came to me with the names Susan and Richard Thomas attached, and I've listened to and sung the songs a thousand times in the intervening decades, and have yearned to have her on Song of the Soul. The desire to follow up wouldn't let go of me, and happily I was able to track Susan down in spite of a name change and two changes of habitation. And now I've been able to add a number of newer, equally precious and moving songs to my heart space, We have a lot to talk about, so look for the full-length interview and the bonus excerpts on northernspiritradio.org, or just listen to the 55-minute broadcast version. We head south today as Susan Marie Gallion joins us via phone from Fernandina Beach, Florida. Susan, I am just so excited to have you here today for Song of the Soul.
1: Well, I'm just thrilled, too. I'm so glad I became acquainted with your show, and I think you're doing a wonderful thing for music lovers.
0: I am a lover of your music, no question about it. Again, the way I got familiar with your music is while I was in Togo, West Africa, in the Peace Corps, a friend of mine sent me a tape, her voice, and she did a really horrible job of recording (laughs) A Burst of Life and a couple other songs, and she was just saying how fabulous you were. This was in 1977. So I heard horrible recordings of your songs, and it wasn't until I got back that she lent me your vinyl album. But you've been traveling with me now, that means, for 40 years. I appreciate it so much.
1: That's pretty amazing.
0: You know, part of the connection that I have with you is Milwaukee. I was essentially living in the orbit of Milwaukee for probably 30-plus years of my life. How long did you live in Milwaukee?
1: From my day of birth until 1977.
0: What about the music scene in Milwaukee when you're coming of age? Uh, You're kind of ripe hippie material, I think, at that point.
1: Yeah, the music scene in Milwaukee, I think, was really incredible. When I was in high school, I was in a little folk group called the Singing Prophets, and Richard was actually in that group too. He went to a Catholic high school, but he joined our Singing Prophets, and uh, we even had a little, a regular appearance on a TV show called Singing Here Tonight, and that was like a, a hoot nanny style. TV show. And then uh, Richard and I formed a rock band, and pretty much through the end of 1969, we traveled around to little clubs all over Wisconsin and Illinois with our band. But we never ran out of places to play. I mean, really, no matter what we were doing, when we switched to original folk music in the early 70s, there were just so many coffee houses and the college circuit was incredible, too. So as far as performing, there were really tremendous opportunities.
0: I understand that very early on, you had some notable accomplishment. At the age of 10, it says on your website that you won a talent contest singing the Battle Hymn of the Republic public. And I (laughs) just I decided you're my soul sister because when I was in sixth grade there was kind of a talent show variety show at our school and I sang Stars and Stripes Forever. Oh (laughs) except I sang poorly and you sang well and so you won.
1: Yeah, that was a. My mother played piano for me too. I still vaguely remember standing up on that stage singing.
0: But your mother was an accomplished pianist. I understand. Did she actually do something professionally, or was this just home stuff? What was it?
1: I don't know if she actually even formally taught piano, but we had a piano in the house, and she was an incredible sight reader. You could set anything in front of her, and she could play it. She was a much more talented musician than I am. She just had the whole package. She was a great influence on me and exposed me to a lot of classical music. But at the same time, when I look back, I realize that I think I developed kind of a purposeful laziness about music back then because I was kind of intimidated by my mother's talent. She was my first piano teacher and I didn't ever want to practice, and so, you know, when your mother is your teacher, that kind of is a double whammy to get you to practice, so (laughs) um, I really just tremendously admired her talent, but I wish I had practiced piano more.
0: Well, let's dive into some of the music of Susan Marie Galleon. Again, I got to know you as part of Susan Richard Thomas, and then you moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and then you started producing a whole lot of music for the rest of the world, too, far beyond Milwaukee. What do you want to start off your Song of the Soul with?
2: I'd
1: like to start out with my one big claim to fame (laughs) The Woman in Me, which Crystal Gale ended up recording. And I think this is true for all songwriters. You have some songs that just pour into your mind like a gift from the universe, and then you put it into a form and get it recorded or start performing it. But other songs are like novels. You know, you might work on them for years and years. The Woman in Me was one of those that came to me in such a short time, I felt like there was something really special about the song, but I wasn't sure what. It was 1977. I had just moved to the Atlanta area, and I went to visit a friend in Houston, and she had a swimming pool out back and a big grand piano in the living room and so I remember lying down on a lounge chair next to the swimming pool and I closed my eyes and I felt real comfortable and all of a sudden the woman in me the song just came into my brain and I pictured Roberta Flack singing it (laughs) So I was a big Roberta Flack fan at the time. So I sat up and I looked at my friend and I said, do you have some paper and a pencil handy? I just wrote a song. And she said, sure, come on in. I sat down on her piano bench and she handed me some paper and I jotted down the lyrics. And then I started kind of feeling my way through some chords that might go with the song and I sang it for her. And when I turned around, she was sobbing. (laughs) And so at first I thought, hmm, is this a good sign or a bad sign? But then I thought, well, I feel something powerful about this song. And she agreed. She said, as soon as you get back home, you should record this song. There's something really special about it. As it turned out, I ended up doing four different demos over the course of four years, and finally something clicked. The fourth version is the one that really clicked, and it was in a little studio in Atlanta, and the owner of the studio, who was also the engineer, happened to know Crystal Gale's manager. I wasn't very familiar with Crystal Gale. I had heard, don't it make my brown eyes blue, but other than that, that was it. And so he said, believe it or not, you sound a lot like her so after we recorded the song, he said, if you don't mind, I'm going to send it to her manager, and the rest is history. <laughs> they loved the song, and it took nine months after they heard the song, and Crystal agreed that she liked it and wanted to record it, and then nine months later, it was released.
0: And it was, I don't know, number one on some charts, uh, number three on country charts, again, being per- your song being performed by Crystal Gale And I actually agree Your voice and her voice There's a pretty close similarity in there uh, So let's listen to this song Lyrics and Music is by Susan Marie Gallian Who's here with us today for Song of the Soul The Woman in Me Sure, you realize by now that song is The Woman in Me. Susan Marie Galleon is here today for Song of the Soul. That song was made even more famous than Susan made it to her friends and in her circles when it was performed by Crystal Gale. And one thing about Crystal Gale, by the way, Susan, is that she has that crazy long hair, floor-length hair. Uh Uh And, you know, back in the 70s, you had down-to-the-bottom-of-your-back-length hair. Uh, You don't do that anymore. Why did you give up? You just didn't want to be Crystal Gale anymore?
1: (laughs) No, I, I, I couldn't keep up with that look that she has, but it sure has worked for her as a signature look. I read an interview with Crystal where she decided it was time to cut her hair, and everybody freaked out. So she was like, okay, never mind. <laughs> she still has that long hair.
0: <laughs> well, let's go on to some more thrills. Let's hear some more of your music. What do you want to share next?
1: Another song that I have on my sixth song CD is called Child of Thunder. I recorded three songs in Nashville with Blue Miller and these great session players. Child of Thunder is kind of the opposite of the woman in me. It's one of those songs that took me about 30 years to write. I wanted to Write a song, kind of an ode to baby boomers, because people who were born in our era, I think we were, uh, still are, a pretty noisy generation. You know, we had Woodstock and following right on the tails of a lot of chaos in the world. And so when the hippies came along and started expressing themselves through music and poetry and a lot of other means, it all kind of, I think, brought an awareness to the world of things that people kind of just hadn't been talking about much. And so I thought of myself as a child of thunder, a child that came out of a a noisy era. And it just took me a long time to get all the lyrics the way I was happy with them because I also wanted it to be a personal song about the irony of trying to communicate with someone and how important it is to communicate even when you can't find the words.
0: I take it to refer to something about the desire to express something and not being able to get it out. And I think of you as being able to express yourself so well through all of your songs. And again, people are only going to hear a small, very tiny sliver of all the songs that you've written in your life. Do you find yourself to be able to express yourself well?
1: No, not talking. (laughs) I really think that I'm a better writer than I am a, a speaker. And words come to me when I'm looking at a piece of paper I've always felt like I'd, I want people just to listen to my music, not necessarily hash it all to shreds. But at the same time, I love talking about the whole process of song ideas and, you know, how they come about. Because songs are, you know, it's a pretty amazing thing to, within a span of two to four minutes, try to tell a story. This particular song, Child of Thunder, I think it does reflect regrets that people have. Like, you know, one woman wrote me a beautiful little letter about that song. When she heard Child of Thunder, she said she cried and cried and cried because it expressed exactly what happened at the end of a relationship that she had with someone where she said they just stood in the driveway, stared at each other, and she didn't say what she wanted to say. And then he left and then he passed away before she ever got to see him again. And that's a powerful thing about songs, you know, that it meant that much to her, and it expressed something that she just needed to get out. She said she felt kind of a purging of something she'd been holding inside until she heard that song. It's a pretty amazing experience.
0: It's Child of Thunder by Susan Marie Galleon.
2: From the Pearl Harbor boom To echoes of Woodstock Rush hour baby traffic I took a breath and tried my voice Had beginner's luck Cause they made it clear It was a healthy cry That they wanted to hear And now I wonder When the lightning strikes Will there be thunder my soul tonight wishing that I had said something if only I would have said something I'm on the edge of something I should have said You sit across the table tapping your glass. Away rhythm, my head is loud with heartbeats. Our eyes meet, but they don't talk as you rise to leave. Ready for the cold I could wrap you up in the words I hold, and now I want.
0: the chorus on that song, Child of Thunder, to be amazingly powerful. It so much brings the front emotions that I feel. And I can express myself pretty well. I'm pretty verbally skilled, but wow, that hits deep from within about the words that I haven't been able to get out at the right time to the right person. Just so amazing. So thank you, Susan Marie Galleon, for bringing it to the world.
1: Well, thank you, Mark. I really appreciate that.
0: By the way, folks, we are speaking to Susan Marie Galleon for today's Song of the Soul. Gallion, by the way, is G-A-L-L-I-O-N. The way to really track her down, though, is to remember... Ocean Bird Music. OceanBirdMusic.com is her website. A really good place to find her and her music and listen to some samples is on ReverbNation.com. ReverbNation.com slash Susan Marie Galleon. But Spelling and extensive words can be a challenge. So just remember northernspiritradio.org and you'll find all of my guests of the past 15 years and links to them including to Child of Thunder and other songs done by Susan Marie Gallion. You said that words on the paper, you look at a sheet of paper and you feel like you can express yourself well there. You seem to have had a lot of professions, a lot of jobs, a lot of different ways of doing your work in the world. I understand, for instance, you're also a writer of nonfiction of some sort. What kind of things do you write?
1: Well, I haven't done a whole lot of that lately, but I wrote some nature articles. I had one that was printed in a magazine. I also write a lot of little essays about the loss of a child. Those I've only shown to a few people. My husband and I lost our only child in 2002, Cameron. He was 14 at the time, and he had one of the rarest diseases known to mankind. And so it was a you know, of course, still is a devastating experience. And a song that I wrote called Dream Like a Baby Dreams is another one that I worked on for a while, but it actually came to me, the chorus came to me very quickly. And Dream Like a Baby Dreams is a lullaby for grown-ups, for adults who are feeling the spiritual weight of life, just kind of getting them down. And they have sleepless nights because they know too much about the world. They know things that have happened that they can't undo. They can't get their innocence back anymore. And it's a song really about the exhaustion of the human soul and a little lullaby, my way of trying to tell people, I'm here for you and I want to hug you and I want you to be able to sleep peacefully. But at the same time, I understand the turmoil you're going through.
0: The song is Dream Like a Baby Dreams by Susan Marie Galleon here today for Song of the Soul.
2: Another mother's child didn't make it through the night. Another fire gone wild, foreign wars, domestic. I wish I didn't know so much About this big, bad, beautiful world Wish I could say a bedtime prayer Like a carefree, innocent girl
0: That our listeners today for Song of the Soul may have been lulled off to sleep by that song oh. <laughs> by Susan Regalion, Dream Like a Baby Dreams. Oh, what a beautiful song. And I was wondering, is your husband anything like a, a good singer like you are?
1: Actually, he has a really good singing voice, but. He kind of jokes that he's too nervous to play guitar for me. So (laughs) we haven't ever, well, we did perform together at a wedding years ago, but we don't really perform together. But he loves music and is very appreciative and supportive of my songwriting.
0: What I was really wondering about was whether he could sing the lullaby to you. You've got a beautiful song like that, To Soothe the Soul, To Put One to Rest. And then you can't sing it to yourself, can you?
1: (laughs) No, not really.
0: (laughs) Well, folks, we do have Susan Marie Galleon here today for Song of the Soul. Links to are on our website, northernspiritradio.org, along with those links from everybody else from the past 15 years. And there's the stations where we're carried, some 42-plus of them across the nation that carry our Song of the Soul and Spirit in Action program. And you'll find a lot more information. And you can comment on and rate our programs when you come to our site. And, of course, there's that beautiful little donate button, which is how this full-time work is supported. Not by corporations, not by government. It's because you, the listener, want to make it continue. And please, please, please support your local community radio station, the kind of stations that carry our programs across the nation. And come and check out Susan Marie Galleon. Her website is oceanbirdmusic.com. And you can find a lot of her music, listen to it on reverbnation.com. Susan Marie Galleon. And there's also on SoundCloud and on YouTube, you can watch videos, and Facebook, you can find her. We'll link as much as we can on northernspiritradio.org. And right now we're going to go on to another song. What's next, Susan?
1: This song is called This Isn't Me. This song also is a direct response to losing my son. And what I thought about over the years after... 2002, 2003, during those first years, I really didn't think I would ever be able to sing or write songs again. And then my husband kind of helped to get me out of the house and get me to meet some musicians here in Fernandina Beach, where we live now. And I met some great musicians who really lifted up my spirits and got me to co write with them and got me back on stage singing. But in the meantime, I kept realizing that I wanted to write a song about Cameron in his honor, and I wanted it to be a beautiful, uplifting song. And it just wasn't happening. I, I would hear songs by other songwriters that are gorgeous songs about angels and about the spiritual realm and about reuniting with our loved ones. And I just couldn't write that kind of song. It wasn't happening. And finally I realized one day the reason is because this isn't the complete me. Part of me has been taken away, and I have to rebuild who I am. And when I came up with that phrase, this isn't me, then the song just completely fell into place in no time at all. I think that comes across.
0: They'll come across well through the song, this isn't me. That's a painful song. This Isn't Me, Susan Marie Galleon, here today for Song of the Soul. And I was wondering, Susan, at the very end, you say, I'm sorry, baby. Which baby are you talking to?
1: Well, my son. You know, it's a... I don't even know how to explain it, really. There aren't words to explain what it feels like to lose your child, but there's so many layers of complications and, you know, people will always say, oh, he wants you to be happy. Well, that's easy for them to say. (laughs) So you, you start having these little nagging guilts like, shouldn't I talk about him more? Shouldn't I tell people all about him? And yet, at the same time, you realize you can't because sometimes it hurts other people. And so you have to just kind of pick and choose when you let people know about something as devastating as the loss of your child. And so in that little phrase, I guess I was apologizing to Cameron that sometimes I just have to go on and I might not tell people about you. Mm -hmm. One thing that has kept me going through all of this is nature. I just feel so grateful when my husband, Flip, and I moved here. We moved here with Cameron. This was his choice, too. He wanted to live in this part of Florida, and the nature here is just so rich and abundant, and and everything grows so quickly in Florida, too, that it kind of just, nature is in your face as soon as you step out the door, you know, and wild birds all over the place, and the sounds, is it's just magnificent, and that's what really keeps me going. Nature is just the most healing balm for the soul, and I've been trying to write songs about that. I actually have a new song I haven't recorded yet, a song about nature called Beautiful Day, so that's really what has kept me going through all these difficult years.
0: Well, you know, the time is fleeting for Song of the Soul, and so if we're going to get all the music in that we'd hope to do, we better keep on moving. What's next?
2: I guess
1: we could weave in lovers holding hands at this point. This song, it's kind of odd, lovers holding hands. I wrote this song in the early 90s when I was in the midst of a blissful life. I mean, everything was just fantastic at that time in my life. We were living on the outskirts of Atlanta in a beautiful home that we built. Cameron was in great health and I was doing lots of session work and that's what I just love. I just love being in recording studios. So everything was going great, but I remember one day, it wouldn't surprise me if I was looking through one of my old French books, but I was looking through some old book and I saw an old French black-and-white photograph of people walking through a park holding hands, and I thought about how just that simple little thing of two people holding hands is such a symbol that defies loneliness. So if you're lonely and you are sitting somewhere or walking along and people around you are holding hands in couples or little kids are running along with holding each other's hands, it can be a tug at your heartstrings like, I'm disconnected. And so I wanted to create a song that was all about the art and craft of being lonely. And (laughs) as I wrote the song, I started hearing an accordion. I just thought, this song needs an accordion. I worked on the song on and off, and finally when I moved here, one of my old music collaborators from Atlanta had also moved here, a great piano player. One day I sang the song for him, acapella, and he just started playing along on the piano. And so we started recording, ended up keeping the second take of his piano track. It was just so beautiful and so fluid and emotional. And then we uh, hired a great upright jazz bass player who lives here, and he added the bass part. And Jim, the piano player, found out that a man named Jeff Taylor, who's considered the go-to accordionist <laughs> in the country, lives in Nashville and he can record remotely. So we sent the tracks to him and he recorded his accordion part so everything fell together after that and it, it's kind of a long song i have to warn people it's i think it's over 4 minutes long
2: Oh, my <laughs> so i don't goodness. have it on all of
1: my <laughs> i don't have it on all of my websites but it's a song that just paints a picture of loneliness i, I hope is what i was conveying
0: Well, you can find it on Susan Marie galleon's website which is oceanbirdmusic.com <laughs> Get ready to be both blissfully happy and terribly sad as you listen to Lovers Holding Hands.
2: Little children do it, teenagers in pairs, and old folks too, it's ever No place to hold Pockets full of wishes I'm upset
0: Lover's Holding Hands is by Susan Marie Gallion, here today for Song of the Soul. The one thing, Susan, I think that's missing from that song is that you should be doing it as a duet with Jacques Brel.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> would have been great. It, it's so much in that style of the French café. Have you ever been to Paris and sat in one of the cafés?
1: Yes. One of my favorite paintings of all time is Sainte by Edgar Degas. And when my husband and I went to a little cafe in France, we sat down at this little outdoor table, and I looked up, and right there behind my head was a print of that painting. (laughs) And I kind of associate that painting with my song, Lover's Holding Hands, so it was kind of a neat feeling.
0: So let's go on to some more music from Susan Marie Galleon. What can we share next with our listeners for Song of the Soul?
1: I do want to express that I'm so appreciative of my fans from back in the 70s are my susan and richard thomas days because those people have a lot of them have kept up with me which just amazes me and warms my heart and so i'd like for listeners to hear our song called ocean bird and this is the song that inspired the name for my music publishing company and my website but it started out at the green dragon inn on black hawk island in wisconsin We were playing at that great little club. I don't know if you had ever heard of it. It was a very remote place, and the owner was a true lover of folk music and original songs. And so during a break, I was sitting out there on a little lawn chair looking at the Rock River, and I saw some birds swooping down, and I thought how, to them, this is just like the ocean. They looked like ocean birds, and the river looked like the ocean because it was a choppy, windy day and we performed it live a lot and audiences liked it and then we went into a studio and recorded it with a great keyboard player named Dana Walden and so this version that we'll be listening to was recorded in 76 with Dana Walden on synthesizer and Richard on guitar and then both of us doing vocals.
0: A great song, Ocean Bird.
2: Sending up a voice above the roar Oh, I want you to see Just how daring I can be Still I'm fragile, make no mistake Under a wave I surely break Will crumble in your hand, but if you lucky under the phone, you may find one to carry home. Standing the voice above the roar, oh, to be an ocean bird. up, oh, to be an ocean bird. Oh, to be. A-
0: That gift of music is from Susan Marie Galleon back in the 1970s. Some of us from the Milwaukee area in particular got to know her as part of Susan Richard Thomas. And she's performing there with Richard and also with Dana Walden, the song Ocean Bird. And it's one that's carried through. Do you see in yourself that Ocean Bird, Susan? Yes, I do.
1: I love here, you know, we live on an island, so we have uh, the Amelia River on one side and the Atlantic on the other, and watching the birds is just something I could do for hours. It's just an amazing sight, you know, seeing the osprey and pelicans and the seagulls and the skimmers. And It gives me a sense of freedom and, and a lightness, I guess I could, would call it.
0: We've got just a moment or two more here today for Song of the Soul. How would you like to conclude your Song of the Soul?
1: I have a song called The Sound of Your Laughter, and this song is very short, it's just one little verse. This is another one of those songs that just came out of the universe and came into my head in a matter of minutes, and it was in March of 2011. A friend of ours that we had become pretty close to here on Amelia Island passed away suddenly. It was such a sudden shock. I remember just sitting outside. I I just couldn't even be in the house. I, I was just going crazy with my thoughts. And I went and sat on a lawn chair outside and just started looking into the woods behind our house. And all of a sudden, this song came to me. The man who had passed away was Irish, and so the song came as a little Irish waltz. And I just felt absolutely certain that he gave me that song. I came in the house, and I wrote down the word, and then we spoke to some of his family members, and I told them about the song, and they said, well, we can't have his memorial service until May. Well, when May came around, I found out that I had breast cancer, and the surgery was going to be the very week of the memorial service. So I called my friend Dan Vole, the guitarist, and I said, I've got a little song that I'm supposed to sing this weekend, but I won't be able to sing it, so can we record it? I went over to his house, and he had this little tiny digital recorder, and I sang the song for him. He started strumming along. Then he pressed the record button, and we sang it twice, and we ended up keeping the second take. And so this is just a very rough home demo of (laughs) Dan playing the guitar and me singing the song and then the very next morning i had to get up at the crack of dawn and go for my breast cancer surgery which went fine but <laughs> every time i listen to this song i i'm just flooded with emotions just remembering that whole time period And then Dan, as I mentioned earlier in the program, passed away in 2018, so the song now has a lot of meaning that I direct toward Dan also, because Dan had a great laugh, a great sense of humor, and when I think about him, and I think about the man named Mark, who I wrote the song for... I remember their laughter. I can just hear it plain as day. And I think that that's an incredible gift that we're all given. If we can remember somebody's laughter long after they're gone, that's something that, it's music. It's the music of the soul coming out in laughter, and it's something we can all hold into. So this is just a little song that I hope people will relate to if they want to sing it for a loved one, and it's it's a free download on Reverb Nation.
0: Yes, it is for free on Reverb Nation. We have the link to Susan Marie Galleon's site on Reverb Nation. It is reverbnation.com slash Susan Marie Galleon. She does have a website that'll connect you up with much of her stuff. That's called oceanbirdmusic.com. And what a beautiful way, Susan, to end off your song of the soul. This is, I can't imagine a greater tribute than to have this song sung at my memorial, at my funeral. What a blessing you are to the world through your music, through your photography. In so many ways, you've done such beautiful and heart-nurturing things for the world, and I thank you so much for doing that and for joining me here today for Song of the Soul.
1: Well, thank you, Mark. It's just been wonderful getting to know you, and I encourage people to go and listen to some more of your programs, too. They're just an amazing way to get inside of a song, something you don't get to do very often.
0: Again, our site is Nordenspiritradio.org. We have all the links to Susan Marie Galleon there. And we leave you with one last song from Susan. It's The Sound of Your Laughter. You can download it for free from her Reverb Nation site. And we'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul, The Sound of Your Laughter.
2: Thank you, dear friend, for beginnings that end. With love in the now and hereafter I raise up my glass with a toast to the luck That I knew the sound of your laughter Oh, I knew the sound of your laughter beginnings that end with love in the now and hereafter I raise up my glass with a toast to the luck that I knew the sound of your laughter oh I knew the sound